When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more pitching podcast on pitchels.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 10th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No. Get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for what you do. Miles Michaels went 2.2 innings of 10 runs, 14 hits, zero walks, and two Ks in the starting cores. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, we knew that Babbitt regression would happen, but I mean, this was this was a lot. Uh, six... 84 Babip uh, versus the 247 clip he had for the, for the full year. I watched the whole third inning collapse uh, for YouTube this morning. Definitely check that out. I think Michaelis didn't pitch at his best, but he didn't. You know, he didn't deserve this. Uh, he gave the opportunity for the Rockies to mess him up. They did, and so it goes. You start him next time out, and that's that. I uh, is he going to be a sub three ERA guy? No. He's probably going to be 3-5, hovering 4, or something like that. That's just kind of really who Michaelis is, but I, it's okay. You just keep starting him in a 12-team reason, Toby. That's fine. Um, Luis Castillo against the Yankees went against Garrett Cole, and they had an amazing pitching duel. Castillo, 8 innings, 0 runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, 7 Ks. While Garrett Cole, 7 innings, 0, walk, zero earned runs, 4 hits, 0 walks, and 8 Ks. I mean, glad that Castillo earned his ace against ace earned a gallows pole. With those 20 whiffs, shared it with Zach Wheeler. Um, Garrett Cole didn't really have much else with the secondary stuff. I mean, he did use more curveballs than usual, but really relied on four seamers. And I, I imagine that was him just saying, look, my heater's that good. I'm going to dominate the Mariners with this one. Fair enough. Uh, as far as Castillo goes, he didn't have his changeup. Only 33% strike rate, and he still did this. Ace is going to ace for both of them. Um, same with Shane Bieber, of course, against Detroit. 8K7 innings, duh. Shohei Otani actually didn't have his best secondary stuff. It was, I sorry, is I want to say secondary because really the slider is the primary at forty percent. Four seamers and cutters and splitters weren't that good, but um, he still did well, of course, against the Athletics. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough came in after Jimmy Yakabonis didn't do well, so it goes. He's just a cheap win chase. Brittany Singer rebounded against the White Sox, and we'll say it was not the same command that we saw against the Yankees. It was good with the slider. Sinkers were very much just like just. Get it over the plate, and we'll deal with this later. Uh, 7.1 innings, one and run, five hits, zero walks, and six strikeouts against those White Sox. That's good. I'm not starting him against the Dodgers. Tommy Henry for the Diamondbacks went against the Pirates. Seven innings, one and run, four hits, two walks, three Ks. It's possible this guy can turn into a Toby. It was a second straight start, but or second start in the majors. It was a blame on the Pirates. I don't really think that he's anything special. Maybe he does turn into that over time. I, but it's like 91 on the heater with a decent slider. Like, it's nothing to, to get really excited about. Uh, Joe Musgrove against the Giants. Ace is going to ace. Nothing really to talk about there. Julio Urias was a little bit lower in the velocity, not 94.5, but 93.5, but it's not 91 or 92. That's great. He had a King Cole at 37% CSW. He's doing awesome. And this was against the Twins. Got the win. Seven innings, one and run five at zero walks and eight Ks. Uh, Zach Wheeler. As I mentioned, share of the Gallows poll, six innings, one and run, five hits, three walks, eight Ks. A little annoying to see three walks against Miami. Whatever, we move on. Davis Martin did well against the Royals, 5.2 innings, one and run, three hits, one walk, and three Ks. This is for the White Sox in a doubleheader. 
doesn't matter. There's there's nothing that you really want to talk about here. I mean, the the slider uh, did well when it was executed, but it's so erratic. Don't do it. Paulo Espino finally got to 86 pitches. I know this is so funny how much I care about this, but this is why. Because when he gets to 86 pitches and he faces a team like the Cubs, what do you know? Five innings, one and run, six at zero walks, five Ks. I didn't start him because I didn't think that he'd be this far uh, with his leash. And bam, there it is. Now he gets the Padres twice, and I don't want to start him. But at least now he's on the menu, right? And that's what's important. Tyler Alexander went against the Guardians. Seven innings, two and runs, seven hits, zero walks, and four and two Ks. Great. It's a birthday party for TLX. You don't continue with that. Carlos Carrasco, Carrasco, Carrasco <laughs> went against the Reds on the road uh, as he hosted them in City Field. 6.2 innings of two and runs, seven hits, one walk, and nine Ks. You know, one extra base runner than you wanted, but the slider was really good and good stuff here from Carrasco. Uh, Jonathan Heasley did well against the White Sox. Don't really care. He's just there for the doubleheader. You can move on from that. Freddie Peralta went against the Rays for five innings, two and runs, earned their win, two hits, zero walks, and four Ks. Slider was just zero for 12 CSW, even though he did locate it pretty well down. Um, and the fastball location was better. He was still a tick down on the, on the fastball. I don't know. He gets the Dodgers next, and I think you want to take another day off, um, as he's only at 65 pitches here. Uh, but he'll be like 80 pitches plus after that one, and then he'll have the Cubs, so. Just take one more break on Peralta, then we're all gung-ho about it. Zach Thompson against the Diamondbacks was as boring as you'll find. Uh, Kyle Bradish, 5.1 innings, 300 runs against the Jays. I'm glad that he did okay against them, but no. Um, Alec Manoa against the Orioles, a little disappointing. 5 innings, 300 runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks. I think he was just way too hittable in the middle of the zone. Um, it, just not it. I... I probably am going to lower him below season unless something dramatically changes between now and next week's edition of the list. Yes, I'd be very upset about that um, in February, but Cease is, I've admitted my mistake there. Despite his 10% plus walk rate, he's been absurdly good. Um, but yeah, that's the situation there. On the Manoa Jimmy hat, that is James Kerpillian, did not pull off the stream as I was hoping for. Five, point, five innings of three and runs, six hits, three walks, and six strikeouts. Ah, it's a coin flip next time against the Rangers. I'm saying no in that one. Um, Cubine also, James Capellian had weird struggles against the Rangers last year, too. Alex Cobb went against the Padres. Five innings, three and runs, sixes, two walks, and seven Ks. Yeah, 12 splitter whiffs and 15 called strikes in the sinker. I think uh, this is more of the Padres waking up a little bit. I'm all for him I uh, going against the Diamondbacks next. I mean, the sinker got hit in this one. Uh, yeah, he should be fine against the Diamondbacks. Uh, Braxton Garrett went against the Phillies, 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 8 hits, 0 walks, and 3 Ks. Just 3 whiffs on that slider. That's really the big question mark that I had. And if he doesn't have the slider whiffs, then there really isn't anything else for Garrett to survive. Maybe this was just weak opponents before. Maybe it's just one of those days against the Phillies. Um, he gets the Padres next. I'm not doing that one. Lance Lynn went against the, the Royals. 6 innings, 4 and runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks. Ugh. Man, he allowed the two final runs uh, in the six. He was looking good through five. Uh, velocity is still present. The cutter wasn't as good. I hope he's better moving forward. You just got to keep starting Lynn as you were in purgatory with that one. Mike Miner had a decent four-seamer command, but there's nothing else to pull from this 5.1 innings of foreign runs against the Mets. Marcus Stroman had a really disappointing start against the Nationals. Um, five innings of foreign runs, five hits, two walks, and six Ks. He's going to face them again on Monday. I'm going to start him again because it should be better than this. Rich Hill went against the Atlanta Braves, and 
did not do anything that you care about. How am I going to butter my bread with this with zero strikeouts? Uh, he gets the pirates next, though. And maybe he can have some old man magic there. Ah, man, that's rough. I don't know. I don't really want to chase that. Uh, it's a desperate play if you want it. Charlie Morton went against the Red Sox. Six innings of five and run. Six hits, one walk, seven Ks. The curveball was excellent. The fastball uh, got battered here. And he allowed three home runs. It's unfortunate. Uh, considering how good the curveball is. Um, didn't allow a single hit on that one. I think you keep rolling with the Morton and just hope that the fastball can survive better than this. Ryan Feltner went against the Cardinals and we do not care. Jose Urquidy went against the Rangers and was disappointing. Five innings, five run runs, five hits, two walks, four Ks. The fastball wasn't as dominant and the secondary stuff didn't step up as much as it could. You get the Chai Sox next, so you're still going to likely start him there. Joe Ryan went against the Dodgers and guess what? The number two pitch wasn't there and he got hit around. I, you know, he gets the Royals next, and I'm fine with that. Five innings, five run runs, nine hits, one walk, four Ks here against the Dodgers for Joe Ryan. But yeah, I mean, he's not going to be something special until that slider gets into action. And then there's Martin Perez, who had a blip in his Vargas role. Then again, he went against the Astros four times. The last three, he did well. This one, he did not. So five innings, seven run runs, six hits, three walks, and two Ks. You know, it's, uh, all right, whatever. Uh, his, his command was fine. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Keep starting Martin Perez in your leagues. Looking forward to today's starters. It's exactly the same as yesterday, save for, uh, you have no Patrick Sandoval. Sadly, uh, you have Tuki Dusant instead, which means the next start will be on Friday for Patrick Sandoval against the Twins. And that's much, much more difficult. That's really frustrating. Uh, but we have Justin Steele as our stream pick of the day against the Nationals. Should be a lot of fun there. Uh, I really like his slider. I think that could work out very well. Um, but otherwise, it's all the same stuff. Alcantara, Verlander, Woodruff, top tier, and with Kyle Wright as well. Nesta Cortez, Robbie Ray, Jose Barrios, Jeffrey Springs, John Mania, Tywin Walker, and Noah Syndergaard in the second tier. Kim and Robbie Ray against the Yankees. They didn't score a single run in 13 innings last night. Uh, Josiah Gray, Justin Steele, Johnny Cueto, Aaron Savali, Madison Bumgarner, Mitch Kell, and Paul Blackburn are in that questionable start tier. Paul Blackburn's kind of questionable, really like so much so because... I hasn't been good lately, and Capillion couldn't handle the Angels last night. I don't know. And do not start to your Sunday grade, just like with Joe Ryan. I don't want to start him against the Dodgers. Jose Quintana is in cores. We learned our lesson, right, from yesterday? Cool. Uh, Chris Bubich, uh, Dean Kramer, Nick Pavetta, Jacob Junis, Glenn Otto, Kyle Freeland, Tuka Desant, Drew Hutchinson, Ryan Papillo, and TJ Zoic. Don't want to start any of these guys. Looking forward to tomorrow. It's a very short day. Dylan Cease, Merrill Kelly, and Framber Valdez are in that top tier. Pretty obvious stuff. As Kelly gets the Pirates, uh, Valdez against the Rangers, and Dylan Cease, number one, against the Royals. Duh. Probable start tier. I'm able to stream Nicola Dolorey, the 20% mark, against the Cubs. Uh, you have Kyle Gibson against Miami, and Zach Plesak against Detroit. Keep in mind, that is the Field of Dreams game. So maybe you want to lower Lodolo a little bit because he had juice balls last time they did it. I don't know. I think that's too much. Lodolo is really good, and he gets the Cubs. Uh, the other two guys are Tobies against really bad teams. Questionable starts here has Edward Cabrera and Zach Greinke. Edward Cabrera against the Phillies. Keep in mind, only an 18% zone rate across all of his pitches in that first start. I think Edward Cabrera is not quite fixed yet, and the Cubs really let him uh, off the hook in that first outing. Eight strikeouts and three walks and no hits. The Phillies are much better, and I think it's a little bit of a trap here, trusting Edward Cabrera blindly. Uh, Zach Greinke against the White Sox. I don't love it, but he's Greinke. He can go five, six innings of decent ball against the White Sox. And then do not start to steer, tier uh, Drew Smiley's opposite of Ludolo in that uh, in that field of dreams game. His curveball has been better lately. It might work out. We'll see. 
Uh, Drew, uh, not Drew. JT Brubaker against the Diamondbacks. Uh, Josh Winkowski and Austin Voth are the other ones that are of consideration. Brubaker is too volatile for me, even against the Diamondbacks. Winkowski is going against Voth, so it's Winkowski against the Orioles, both against the Red Sox. Voth has a good curveball, and it may work out, but I, uh, I'm not risking this one. And Winkowski is a cheap win guy, but the Orioles have been kind of good. It's just I don't want to do any of this. And the other ones are Garrett Hill against the Guardians. No thanks. Cole Raggins. Uh, who is kind of interesting, but he goes against the Astros. We wait longer for that. And Herman Marquez is going against Dakota Hudson and Coors in just no way whatsoever. Because it is Wednesday, it is buy and sell. And I'm trying to figure out how to do this right for y'all. But I mean, I think you guys know the Journal Tobies I am selling. I uh, like, you know, I've been talking about Michaelis, for example. Uh, Martin Perez and Tyler Anderson, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, honestly, it's August at this point. Uh, your trade deadline is coming up, and it's kind of hard to figure out who to move on from and who not to. I uh, Because it could just last for another eight weeks or so, right? We have Michael Kopech, who's too much of a cherry bomb. I think if you're still holding on to that, you could con- reconsider. Logan Gilbert just had his massive regression for two starts against the Yankees, so it's 270-70 ERAs now, about a 3-4, 3-5. Uh, I'm still selling. I still don't think that he's a sub-3 ERA guy. I don't think he's going to jump back up now, right? Uh, some guys might buy into that, so maybe you want to do it. I'm trying to think of other high roster, highly rostered guys that I'm selling here. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm still selling, of course, Nathan Yavaldi. The depressed velocity is just too scary. I'm, I guess I'm buying Frankie Montes's recovery after the terrible start for the Yankees. Um, but there's a little bit risky, of course, with the shoulder. Maybe I am overlooking that. Um, let's see here. I mean, a lot of these are, you know, do we buy in on Jose Barrios and Lucas Giolito? I think that's a risky one. But then again, the best buys are the ones that guys don't want them in the first place. Talk to the manager of that team and see if there's something that you can just kind of take a chance on those if you can. I'm obviously buying Reed Demers everywhere I can. He's an auto start, like, essentially right now. Uh, Andrew Heaney might be a sell because he's only going about four to five innings and he's capped at that. I'm buying Blake Snell's resurgence. Um, Let's see here. I... Am I buying Lancelin? I think I might be actually be buying Lancelin at the moment. Uh, the cutter wasn't as good, but the velocity was there, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I think I'm going to do that. Uh, but yeah, let's look at the, the lower rostered ones now. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's someone that is, I'm all, I mean, I'm kind of buying Justin Steele and James Caprillion. I mean, just as streaming options moving forward. Um, but guys, you should definitely be considering. Rossi Contreras should be coming up soon. Uh, Greg Gibbons, t- check out his stash articles over the weekend. And he'll have the updates for you there. But it's definitely someone to look into um, moving forward. Uh, if you want cheap wins, Ryan Yarbrough is not the worst thing ever. He's only 3% rostered. Uh, Glenn Otto maybe you should be lo- looking at. And Dylan Lynch are, are like really deep ads to be considering uh, for your deeper league. Same with Chris Bubich if he does well against the White Sox tomorrow. Or actually today. That could be interesting, and I might find myself leading him with, the, with a roundup once again. I'm not buying into Jose Suarez doing well against the Athletics. I don't think you really need to uh, go after that one. Um, but I, uh, but yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, maybe Aaron Savali and, and Edward Cabrera would be buying in under 30% rostered at the moment. Um, but yeah, nothing too, nothing, nothing crazy after that. All right, but that's it for today. So uh, 
I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Of course, I'll be back tomorrow. Good luck today, and may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.